Hello and welcome back to Kenny and the Coaches. On this episode, I travel back to 6A and travel back to Lawton. Today, I talk with the head football coach of the Class 6A Lawton High Wolverines, Ryan Breeze. The name Breeze has been associated with Lawton High football for decades. His dad, Randy, was the head coach of the Wolverines before Ryan took over in 2018. And here's my conversation with Coach Ryan Breeze. Coach, thanks for taking time out of your busy schedule to visit with me a little bit today. Glad to do it. Now, first off, talk a little bit about this how this past season went for the Wolverines. Uh, we finished seven and four, hosted a playoff game, uh, got beaten round one uh, in overtime. You know, um, overall we had a good year. Uh, obviously, we weren't happy with how it ended. Mm-hmm. Um, we felt it was. Uh, we felt this was a game that we should have won, but um, as a whole, I, I, I thought we had a really good year. Um, you know, I'd like to. There's maybe one or two games we we probably should have won that we didn't, but we can say that every year, you know. But mm-hmm. uh, as, as a whole, I was pleased. Yeah. Now, I mean, six A football in, in Oklahoma. I, I I would imagine there's not any just like gimme games at any any week. Man, it's freaking tough, and you know. Uh, the uh, our our schedule was rough in the sense that I mean uh, Choctaw goes to the finals. Deer Creek was in the semis. I mean it was it was a rough go. Mm-hmm. Uh, heck, Ponca City. We had to go to Ponca City and they knocked us off twenty four seventeen. And uh, I believe they even won round one. Yeah. And uh, they were you know a really good physical football team. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was it was. It was tough sledding. You know, I think kind of over the years, I think, you know, 6A football in, <clears throat> in Oklahoma has kind of gotten a little bit more respect nationwide. You know, being so, mm-hmm. being so close to Texas, you know, you hear the the Denton Ryans, the South Lake Carrolls, blah, 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 all that. But I think here in years past, I think I think just football in general has kind of gotten more more love in Oklahoma. Don't you kind of mm-hmm. you know, agree with that? I, I agree. You know, Texas has so many. Mm-hmm. You know, we obviously we've got the big three with you know Union, Jinx, and Bigsby. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, they're they're way talented, uh, and and I feel like those guys could go compete with the big boys from Texas. It's just the you know, what what we have in Oklahoma, Texas has is in in Dallas, Houston, and San Antonio. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That yeah. there's there's more big fish. Yeah. Well, there's, it's a it's a lot deeper pond. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Now, now going forward, I I know it's real early on, but what do you kind of expect from uh, this coming up season? No, we we feel like um, we graduate our whole secondary, but we feel like we'll be better up front this year, especially defensively. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have uh, uh, a lot of the uh, D line is back. We've got uh, about half the O line back. Now, uh, we've got to replace the entire back end. Uh, we lose, you know, two really good safeties in Tyron Amaker and Frank Rowe. Um, you know, they were both, you know, Tyron's been a three-year starter for us. And and obviously I'm biased on the deal, but I feel like he was the best player in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. When you look at his volume of work, he had 900 yards receiving. He had 500 yards rushing. Uh, he uh, punted and had, I believe, 81 tackles. 
in the back end. So, I mean, he did. He was a big-time impact player in all three phases for us. So, he's a he's a special kid. He's going to sign with Neo, and uh, Neo's getting a steal in that kid. Yeah, I, I mean, in six A football, especially, you don't hear too many. I mean, most I would assume most people, most kids are one-way players. Yeah, you know? I mean, especially not to make an impact like that. I mean, yeah, that's that's, mm-hmm. uh, that's pretty good. That's it. Yes, he's a he's a special kid. Now, that's something I've always kind of wondered. I hadn't, I'm gonna be honest with you, I hadn't seen any six A games. Is because I, I, we coach at Empire Class A school, mm-hmm. small school ball, and it's still you know, it's still played in it's still '90s football. We still play it in the phone yeah. for, for the most part. But is it? I mean, is this is your secondary kind of the most vital part of it? Any in, in in kind of big school football? Well, I, I still think you know, even though pretty much everybody is, is spread and, and in the gun, and um, I, I still think the game is won up front. I mean, mm-hmm. you've you've got to be able to control the line of scrimmage on either side of the football. Mm-hmm. And the the thing about six A is, you know, it, it, everybody's two dimensional offensively, so you're going to have to stop the run. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're going to have to be sound in the back end, and if you have a weakness. It's going to get exposed at some point in time, and then now that's on film for three weeks until you get it off your th- uh, three-week trade cycle, you know. And mm-hmm. uh, so, you really got to be good in all phases. And um, obviously, when the when the secondary makes a mistake, the scoreboard changes. But yeah. you still, for uh, a big deal for us in, in years past, is being good up front and being able to stop the run first and and force people into you know third and long and make them one-dimensional but in that, the the teams that we play they can beat you on the ground whether it be with the zone or gap scheme and then mm-hmm. they have the athletes on the edge to throw the ball down the field yeah well i bet i can just you know schools that big mm-hmm. i'm sure you can <laughs> kind of pick mm-hmm. your poison you know mm-hmm. but I, no I, I've, I've always kind of thought too that defense you know coaching defense calling defense in big school 5A, 6A football is near near impossible. You know, I mean, the guys yeah. on the other side on the offensive side are so smart, and even the kids anymore are so smart. Yeah, it's, you're right. It's almost if you see a shutout in 6A football, they've done something. <laughs> if we if we have a shutout the next day in class, uh, everybody gets donuts for hanging a donut. <laughs> so we try to we try to play it up, and whenever we get a shutout, we we go by. Uh, you know, six or seven dozen donuts and have everybody come to a certain class first hour to get it to celebrate it because yeah. like you said it's it's rare yeah oh yeah now kind of you know i don't think a lot of people outside of lot really kind of understand the the rivalries between the the three schools there kind of explain to people that might not know how big the city and the city championship games are you know the inner city games are big here uh it, it, the lawton high eisenhower for example uh, it used to the the gate from Lawton High Eisenhower used to fund all of Lawton athletics wow. for the entire school district, every other sport. Wow. You know, um, and it, it would get you know typically fourteen to sixteen thousand uh, fans there for Lawton High versus Side. Now you still get uh, you still get a big crowd for Lawton High Mac, and you still get a big crowd for Ike and MacArthur, but uh, the big one is Lawton High Eisenhower, mm-hmm. and um, it's uh, we we fill Cameron Stadium up. You know, both sides will be 
both sides will be crowded and it's a really fun atmosphere for those of you that hadn't had a chance to see it i would recommend checking out a lot of my eyes in our game because the uh uh the crowd is packed it's intense you know you can hear the the oohs and ahs on every big play and every time somebody breaks through the LOS, you can hear the crowd start to gasp and hmm. it's a lot of fun yeah now like i said i've just seen it from from the outside but what what kind of uh, and I, how have you been at Lawton High? Your have you been at Lawton High your whole coaching career? Yes, eight, uh, eighteen years. Eighteen years. So I mean, that's all you've been big school your, your mm-hmm. whole life, basically. Mm-hmm. But I mean, what mm-hmm. I've always kind of looked at big school football being the head coach. It's almost like you're running a, a big, big business. You know, I mean, it's mm-hmm. like what would you kind of compare that to coaching at a six A program? Because like you know, at smaller schools, it's kind of like everybody has to do everything. You know, I'm, I'm sure it's a little bit more you can divvy out more responsibilities and things at a 6A program. Yes, I mean, we, we, we've got uh, a nine-person staff. We've got, I say nine, we've got nine assistants on staff. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is it is like running a corporation. I mean, when you factor in, we have on Mondays, we're going to have a ninth grade and a JV game. Uh, and then uh, we have a... We have a freshman football hour. We have a varsity football hour. And then we have eighth-hour athletics uh, as well. So um, it's it's year-round. I mean, those yeah. <clears throat> the, the, those kids, uh, a, a big issue we run into is, you know, when, when we get them as freshmen, they're used to checking out equipment the first week of August and then after football's over, hanging it, hanging it up putting it up and, and not touching the football again until August. And mm-hmm. now here we're going to lift year round. We're going to run year round. And so that's a bit of a culture shock for those kids mm-hmm. uh, initially, but they eventually they buy in, you know, and I'm, I'm pretty fortunate now we've got a, a really quality staff. We've got a really good mix of, we've got about three or four former players and uh, we've got, you know, uh, some holdover on the staff. We've got you know three or four year or you know three or four coaches who've been there now, going on their fourth year. So mm-hmm. you know they understand the standard and, the, and they know the kids and they have a good relationship. So right, knock on wood, right now we're pretty fortunate in that aspect of it. Yeah. Now you kind of mentioned having former players. How how vital is that? Because I mean you're you're a lot. You graduated from Lot High, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, how important and how big do you think that is? For people to come back to help coach from that, oh, it's huge. Mind. You know, I, when it, number one, it, it kind of speaks for what you're doing. You know, like uh, not not only not only did that kid grow up in the program and grow up to be a quality human, he wanted he cared enough about the place to come back and try to make it better. Mm-hmm. And you know, for for them to go through the program and 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 they know the standard, they know the expectation, and you know they. Well, when when those guys go off and play, like our old line coach went off and played at um, East Central, now he's came back. So mm-hmm. you know he he came back with more ideas and and uh, you know one of our secondary coaches played at UCO and uh, those those aspects of it are huge in the sense that you know they played here, they know how we do things, but they've also gone and been a part of another system and, and we cherry pick ideas and, mm-hmm. you know, you've got to, today's time, you've got to evolve, you know what I mean? Oh, and yeah. and you've, you've got to look and see what other teams are doing and, and other teams that are having success, how they're doing it, how you can steal it, how you can apply it. Mm-hmm. So. 
Yeah. Now you kind of touched on this a little bit about kind of how your kids are lifting uh, year round. How how important do you how how important and how much emphasis do you put on on your summer summer pride workouts? Summer summer for us is huge. Um, we take roll every day. We go Monday through Thursday, eight to ten. Mm-hmm. We absolutely from when that whistle blows at eight o'clock, it is. At, you know, get after it nonstop till 10 o'clock. We kind of got a cool thing going here in the sense that um, we're a summer feeding site. So once we take roll at eight, um, we text uh, our cafeteria manager how many we have and they deliver food. Oh, man. So to our kids walk out the gate and they grab a chocolate milk and they grab whatever that day's serving is. Uh, to get those calories on their system, on their stomach right then, you know, within mm-hmm. 30 minutes from the workout. And, uh, you know, we take roll. At the end of the summer, we have what's called a 100% trip. And if you're there every day, you're called a 100%er. And, you know, we, we go on a trip. You know, we've gone to Whitewater. We've gone to the Red Hawks game. Just mm-hmm. try to do something they will enjoy. We typically stop at Jake's and feed them all the barbecue they can eat. Hmm. And, yeah. and and go on and do something in the city and you know we we feel like um that's the backbone of our program and in yeah. years the 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 amount of players you're counting on that are 100 percenters directly correlates with number of wins mm-hmm. you know um, we yeah. we uh we did not have a great summer going into 21 the the, the summer of 21 for us was not a great summer. Mm-hmm. Consequently, we finished four and five that year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, you know, the, this year we had, I think, 2,200 percenters. Mm-hmm. And of those 22, um, you know, 18 of them were in the two deep and four of them were young kids who just, you know, bought into the way we do things. And mm-hmm. if there was a direct correlation between, uh, you know, the, the kids that were there and our success that we had and uh so we take a great deal of pride in it and uh, it's a it's a big deal for us oh yeah and i you know and i think it not only spills over in the football but i think every every one of your sports you know mm-hmm. i mean just the kids the, the kids that don't play football see the other kids working and the success that they are having and just i mean you know kids like looking good too you know exactly <laughs> you know what i mean so exactly. I mean, it's a I, I've always kind of thought that too. It's your summer pride, you know, whether it's football, basketball, whatever it is, it's it's huge to your following year sports. People got to understand too. I mean, LeBron is a defensive end. Yeah. I mean, Tiger Woods benches three fifteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, the the biggest issue in baseball right now is steroids. So everybody is lifting. Everybody's mm-hmm. doing it. And if you want to be elite, that's what you have to do. And it can't be when you want to do it. It can't be from a, a two-month window. The elite people are doing it year-round. Yep. And so, like for for us, we we lift five days a week, and we have a game day routine, and and they know the standard. You know, we're gonna you're gonna hear weights clanking on Friday before uh, you know the day of the game. You're gonna hear it. There you go. Yep. So, now, kind of shifting gears a little bit. How? Mm-hmm. How big was it to you to not only coach under your dad, but to follow in his footsteps and take over the program? Well, you know, it was a big deal to me because, I mean, I, I couldn't wait to be old enough to be a ball boy. Mm. Then when I, when I became a ball boy, I couldn't wait to be old enough to play there. And I got to play there. And 
um, I got to come back and coach and and then was you know fortunate enough to get the job when my dad decided to retire and so it's a it's huge for me because I'm, I'm an alumni and and you know on high is all I've known and all I ever wanted to be and so I, I take a great deal of pride in that and getting to coach with my dad was a blast he was you know obviously he, he had a ton of success and took us to two state finals and he was a you know heck of a head coach and um, I was able to learn a lot and it was, it was really kind of nice because uh, he was very hands-off and we got to do a lot of coaching and mm-hmm. even when we were young and maybe not ready for the all that that workload we were we were able to get it done and and uh, we, you know, jokingly, we called him Barry Switzer because we just said he'd sit around and watch the whole time. And, but, uh, but no, I'm, I'm very fortunate for that. Now, aside from your dad, who were, who were, and are some of the people that have influenced you as a coach? You know, I, um, I, I growing up, I really fell in love with the weight room. Uh, we, um, we brought in a guy, Brad Farrell. I don't know if you know him. He's mm-hmm. He coached everywhere. He we, we had him uh, for a year. I was there, and he was you know very old school, very tough, mm-hmm. and um, you know very hard nosed. And you know you're going to come in there, hook it up, get after it. And and I you know, I just I love that. I ate that up, and and you know I tried to steal some of that from him. And uh, you know there's been a handful of coaches, and even even some guys that I've got to know now that I've been coaching and, and that I talk to and, you know, become very close friends with. I bounce a lot of ideas off Kelly Beebe a lot. And, mm-hmm. uh, a guy we coached with named Kim Longus. And, mm-hmm. uh, we, when I was, when, when I first came back to log and we had a really good O-line coach and Brad Widger and he was, he was, you know, a heck of an O-line guy. And, uh, just, you know, try to try to steal something, you know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. and, uh, we, we each off season we have a little we have a little time we call seek and gather and you know each position coach we want to seek out a new drill or seek out a new play something we can apply to it uh, and you know if it fits obviously we can't run everything mm-hmm. but uh, something that we uh, that, that we see on TV or we see on the internet now that we like and you know if we've got an athlete we can plug in and, and rock and roll with it yeah so no, that's a pretty good idea. That's a pretty good idea. There. Yeah. Now, um, I'm assuming that coaching is something that you always wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. If there were anything else aside from coaching, what do you think? What do you think it would be? Heck, I don't know. That's tough. <laughs> I don't. I don't like to sell things, and I don't want to sit behind a desk from eight to five. I don't know. That's that's. That's really tough. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I hate bugging people trying to sell them something, and yeah, uh, that's a tough question. Heck, I don't know. Yeah, see, I, I, I was talking to actually, I was talking to uh, your new uh, head boys basketball coach on a previous mm-hmm. podcast, and he had gotten out and uh, whenever he had, I think he was, I think he said he was coaching and then got into the oil field for a little bit and then get got back into coaching because he kind of felt it calling him back, you know, and I said. Mm-hmm. I told him, I actually told one of our kids that just graduated that's kind of changing his major into physical education. I, I told him, I was like, if coaching is in your blood, if it's in your system, don't even try to do anything else. You're going to yeah. always come back to it. Yeah. Now, mm-hmm. the way, I don't know if there's much debate about it, but do you like the current format of 6A having the two divisions of it? I really do. 
just especially in football it's a numbers game mm-hmm. you know and something a lot of people don't know is uh at, at one time this year we were at in our building we were at a thousand kids mm. so truthfully we should have been a, a, a 5a school right. mm-hmm. um but um it's it's a number football's a numbers game and uh you've got to have depth because people are going to get hurt you know people are going to you're going to get banged up over the course of a season and you've got to have the depth and asking a school with 1200 kids to go compete with a school that's drawn from 4000 5000 kids mm-hmm. uh it's 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 hard yeah. and you know I, I never really noticed it until you know we started having to face union you know we union knocked us out of the playoffs in in 09 and in 210 in 09 we went up there and they wore us out i mean they beat the brakes off of us in the second round mm-hmm. and we were all juniors they they were starting 21 seniors we were starting 17 underclassmen we really knew in 210 we were going to be talented and and it's, you know if everything went right in 210 um we'd be able to play with them and it, and it matched up again we were both 12 and 0 and we went in a double overtime in the semis in a heck of a football game but what you don't realize up there is they were the exact same team in 210 we were better in 210 than we were in 09 mm-hmm. but they were the exact same team and let's just say you're a senior you and i play the same position mm-hmm. you you start but we typically blow everybody out, so I get enough playing time to keep me satisfied. Yeah. And then you factor in the fact that they have two JV teams, two freshman teams. Yeah. They, they've got a constant supply. That way, when you graduate, I step in and take over, mm-hmm. and, and I'm a carbon copy of you. Mm-hmm. And it's literally plug and play, and, and they're dang good year in, year out. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, they're almost like small colleges. Or mm-hmm. Probably not even small colleges, you know, probably – they probably compete with some colleges in in our state. And I mean, they're, I mean, they're they're really well coached, mm-hmm. uh, very fundamentally sound, and they're going to have a you know, a handful of elite athletes. And what you don't realize too is they have so many muscled up, aggressive kids at the point of attack. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, everybody hears about the running back or this kid or that kid. For example, talking to, sliding over to Bigsby, everybody talks about the Presley brothers, and, and they're way talented. But up front, Bigsby is another animal. I mean, they are physical, and they're going to move you, and mm-hmm. they're going to get after you up front. And and goes back to what we were talking about earlier, being able to control the line of scrimmage. They're Those guys are really, really good. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that there's – I've asked this question of a – I can't remember who it was. I've done so many of these, I kind of forget who I asked these questions to. But do you think there's something comparable that football programs can do or just football or in general can do to help with low numbers like over the summer? Because, you know, we, you've got AAU basketball, which you can pretty much play year-round. Mm-hmm. You've got, like, travel baseball, which you can play pretty much year-round too. I mean, do you think there's anything – that football can do to help with low numbers? Because that seems to be I, – I think it's kind of stale, stalemating a little bit with the low numbers, but it, year in and year out, you know, I mean, you know, we're no, class A school and we had, you know, 25 kids, you know. I, I think it's, it, it, it's got to be uh, 
commitment from every sport. You know, like for example, we encourage kids to play multiple sports. There, there's a lot of years where there's a lot of years where every starter plays two sports. Most of them play three sports. I just spoke about the Amaker kid who, you know, I, I think the world of he he averaged a double double in basketball. He's already jumped twenty two three feet and he's anchoring our relays and track. He uh he's a three sport kid. I think we as coaches we have to encourage we have to encourage our kids to play other sports and then at the same time understand the commitment. We need to lift year round and we need to play uh we, we need to play other sports. And it, it takes a commitment from, you know, you can't have a basketball coach that wants to hide them in the gym year round. You can't have a baseball coach that wants to, you know, keep them hitting year round. And mm-hmm. I mean, heck, to me, it's, you need to you need to lift weights for an hour, five days a week and and go to practice. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it, it does take a commitment. and But it's got to be across the board. You can't have, you know. This, you know, basketball coaches will pick their five and talk those five out of playing or, mm-hmm. you know, kids trying to get uh, coaches to commit or, you know, baseball coaches trying to get kids to solely focus on baseball. Mm-hmm. You just can't have that. Yeah, and that's the thing, too. I don't think kids understand. Hopefully it's kind of getting hammered into them enough that mm-hmm. being a specialist or, you know, quote-unquote specialist, Playing those other sports are going to help you. We talk all the time. We've got a few kids that just want to play basketball, don't want to play football. But you can tell the kids that play football that are playing basketball. You know, I mean, you can, they're so much more physical. They can handle all that stuff. And you can – I remember we went to a basketball camp a couple of years ago and we were playing a team that doesn't have – they're just uh, – they have fall baseball. They don't have football. And we were kind of – we were just being way physical with them. I mean, it's a summer camp, so, you know, it's kind of one of those things. You wear your hat, it gets knocked off, then it's a foul. You know, <laughs> one of those things. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, we were just being way physical with him. He was like, how in the world do you get your – the guy asked me. I was kind of helping ref. And he was like, how in the world do you get your kids to be that physical? I was like, I couldn't tell you. I don't know. They just do it. You know, and I, was, I, I was like, I think a big part of it is just playing football. You know? Exactly. That's, there's no doubt about that. Yeah. All right, now I got one final question for you. Give me. All right, aside from the the Lawton City Championship Series, what do you think is the best high school football rivalry in Oklahoma? Ooh, best one. Obviously, right now, crowd wise, you got to go Union Jinx. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, I think that that that's a big one. Um, and so, I. I tell you, uh, um, uh, a unique one. I know you said Oklahoma, but I got the buddy that coaches at uh, Wichita Falls Ryder, mm-hmm. and Ryder and Old High is a really big deal. And they do something you something I've never heard of before. The day of the game, no one is allowed to speak at school. What? Hmm. Interesting. The, the <laughs> entire uh, the the entire school, no one speaks. The teachers don't speak. The kids don't speak. And, you know, obviously you and I sit here and, and say that. You're like, yeah, right, that doesn't happen. But, no, the entire school is bought in. 
Wow. And I mean, you can hear between classes, there's not a sound being made during class. The teachers, you know, got a worksheet out and the kid grabs the worksheet and does the worksheet. But then at the end of the day, they have their pep rally and the place goes absolutely nuts. Oh man, I can just imagine. And, <laughs> and, and to me, that's, that was really, really cool. I never, I never had heard of that. And, uh, yeah, I'd like to see, I would like to just stand he, in the hall. He sent me a, that. he sent me some video of the, of the hall. And cause I know, uh, I don't know what passing periods like at your place, but <laughs> it's freaking loud in the hallway along the high when the bell rings. But, yeah. uh, to get, to get everybody bought in on that deal, I think that's pretty unique, and and it was it was a really cool deal, and even the even to get the teachers to buy in. Oh yeah, oh shoot, I'd be into that. Not having yeah. to just hand out worksheets and sit there, that wouldn't be too bad. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. <laughs> well, no Coach, doubt. man, I appreciate you taking time to visit with me, and you know I'll be kind of keeping up with Lawton High this year, and, and good luck oh, to you. Anything we can do, you you just let us know. Thanks to Coach Breeze for being on the podcast today, and thank you for listening. New episodes come out every Sunday at 10 a.m. on your favorite podcasting site. And starting July 5th, I will start re-releasing past episodes of Kenny and the Coaches, starting with Season 1, Episode 1, and Coach Kenny Magoo. Don't forget, that's Wednesday, July 5th. You can also find links to the podcast on the Kenny and the Coaches Facebook page. And if you're on Twitter, just search at Kenny Coaches. And remember, that's K-E-N-N-E-Y and the Coaches. Until next time.